Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Monday the 9th of August. Today, while suspended Crows forward Taylor Walker is still radio silent, the left field contended to host the NRL Grand Final and one more piece of wackiness from the Tokyo Olympics. But first... 486 Aussie athletes combined to claim 17 gold, 7 silvers and 22 bronze medals, break 11 Olympic records and one world record. We finished sixth on the overall medal tally, but last night the Tokyo Olympics came to an end. It's all over, people! Well, certain performances from these games will live long in our memories, like Ariane Titmus's famous 400-metre freestyle victory over the great American Katie Ledecky. Or Jess Fox finally claiming Olympic gold in the slalom canoe as her dad commentated. And over the weekend, we got one more for the memory bank. The Australian men's basketball team's crusade to stand on the Olympic podium has finally delivered. The Boomers have claimed the bronze medal as they defeat Slovenia here by 14 points. Australia's official Olympic broadcaster, Channel 7, delivering us the historic moment from the weekend of Australia's first ever medal in the men's basketball after Paddy Mills led the Boomers with 42 points. But it was the emotion displayed by one of Australian basketball's trailblazers, Andrew Gaze, on Channel 7, that best summed up not only the emotion behind that medal, but by the entire Aussie team throughout the games. The values of the Olympics, the spirit of competition, were instilled in me at a very early age. And it's all about getting on that podium and showing the friendship and love and making sure that you do the right thing by the game and the nation and the pride that comes in pulling on a green and gold jersey. But just hold on a sec, because before we finally kiss goodbye to the Olympics until Paris in 2024, I've got one more wacky story from Tokyo. Hey, I got a wacky idea. Let's punch a horse. Yep, at a games where we've seen a boat block off half the start line of the men's triathlon, Aussie cyclist Alex Porter's handlebars snap clean off his bike while he was travelling at 65 k's an hour, and swimmer Kelly McEwen deliver her now iconic post-swim interview. Yeah, ooh! <laughs> <laughs> Over the weekend, all those stories were trumped by German modern pentathlon coach Kim Reisner, who was kicked out of the Olympics for punching a horse. Reisner was the coach of German pentathlete Annika Schlu, who, despite leading the competition heading into the show jumping leg, was unable to get her randomly assigned horse, Saint Boy, under control. What on earth is going on here? The horse is refusing. Well, this is devastating to watch. Annika Schloy not able to get Saint Boy to move into the arena. She is looking devastated. Kim Reisner, her coach, just watching on. And it was at this point, Reisner, attempting to help subdue the horse, punched it in the hindquarter. It did not work. Absolute devastation. The horse just did not want to play Saint Boy and Annika Schloy did not make friends here in Tokyo. I don't know, maybe because her coach punched him. Either way, Reisner was disqualified from the remainder of the games. No word on whether she punched anybody on the way out. (laughs) With the COVID situation in Australia continuing to worsen, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to play Who Wants to Host an NRL Grand Final? The rules are simple. Love the game of rugby league, have a venue suitable for the biggest game of the year and preferably be able to allow fans in to watch the thing. All right, first contestant, 
Sydney. There were 262 cases of community transmission, with at least 50 of those infectious in the community. Ooh, sorry, New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian, but those numbers will not cut it, regardless of your agreement with the NRL to host the thing. All right, Melbourne, want to have a crack? There are 11 new locally acquired cases of coronavirus in Victoria, all linked, uh, but of course they all link back to a couple of mystery cases. Those numbers aren't devastating, but let's be honest, you've probably got at least three or four more snap lockdowns in your future, Dan. And if you did host it, Dan, most of the city wouldn't know or care if it was on. All right, on to our next contestant, Brisbane. After eight days of staying at home, a Delta outbreak in southeast Queensland appears to be in check. The lockdown ended this afternoon. Congratulations, Brisbane. You're going through to the final round where you'll be joined by a surprise finalist. Eden Park in Auckland has become a fortress for the All Blacks. After seeing the All Blacks and Wallabies play the first Bledisloe Cup test match on the weekend in front of 47,000 fans at Eden Park, the NRL are seriously considering taking the grand final to New Zealand. With Australian Rugby League Commission Chairman Peter Volandis telling the Australian newspaper that the number one priority is to have fans at the game, something that puts Auckland firmly in the picture to host the game despite Queensland announcing that they would open up games for this weekend to 50% capacity. So make sure you join us next time on Who Wants to Host an NRL Grand Final where we decide once and for all who gets to host the NRL Grand Final. It's in the name. Last Friday, we brought you the story of Adelaide Crows forward Taylor Walker being investigated for racial abuse and how it could cost him his career. Well, the findings are in. The former Crows captain was banned for six matches and fined $20,000 for behaviour that's left his coach in tears. Taylor Walker will not play again this season as a result of the racial abuse and the statements have been coming thick and fast. First up, an emotional Crows coach, Matthew Nix, addressing the media. It's times like this you want to... You make phone calls to people you've played alongside and you apologise to them. You just want to look them in the eye and be able to say, we've got your back. And that's hard to do at the moment, but that's what we're doing. We're, we're sticking strong. Next former Indigenous AFL player, now sports commentator, Tony Armstrong on Fox Footy. It's been a really, I guess, crappy sort of 36 hours for all Indigenous people, and it continues to happen over and over again. And I think the other thing that all of us are really frustrated with is we're so often asked to be the ones who have to educate. We always have to, with a smile on our face, be the ones who have to always take the higher ground, not be angry, be the ones to put the olive branch out and educate. There's no place where there's more education than the AFL. You can add to those every other broadcaster who covers the sport in any medium, but as Kane Corns pointed out on the Sunday footy show on Channel 9, there's one person we haven't heard from. I can't believe he hasn't spoken publicly, Taylor Walker. Now, as difficult as it would be and as distraught as he is, and we all understand that he has to have faced the media by now, this finding was handed down on Friday morning. We are Sunday morning now, and how fast the media cycle moves. He hasn't sat down and spoken and explained his side of the story and shown his remorse. Walker has released a statement via the club but has yet to front the media, something that, unsurprisingly, members of the media are demanding. And I'm sure the media will get their pound of flesh opportunity, but even then, that's not going to fix this situation. The only thing that's going to help to heal these wounds is time and the actions of Walker from now into the future. And that is your Fast Fun Hit of Sport for Monday the 9th of August. And I'm going to be honest with you, now that the Olympics are over, this podcast is going to be hard work for me. I'm scared. They say that pressure builds diamonds, but I've got no idea what it does to podcasts. Hopefully, 
I'll be back tomorrow with another edition of The Scorecard. Listener.